recorded live. Hey everyone, Hudson here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is March 6, 2017, and this is episode number 133, Nintendo Switch launch discussion. So, this is it, guys. The big moment, Nintendo Switch is finally here. If you're watching our live Google Hangouts, you'll see that I am now pointing at the Nintendo Switch right here in my hand. So, Steve... Uh, we're all we all are excited about the brand new Nintendo Switch. It's pretty awesome. So tonight, that's going to be the focus. Last last episode, we bid farewell. Tonight is Nintendo Switch, and to discuss it all with me, we have Steve. Hey everyone. I don't know about you, but my sleep is very deprived here recently um, because of a little game called Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, but I'm going to try to stay awake and uh, try to uh, stay interactive with you all. Sounds good. We got uh, Greg here with us. Got my Nintendo Switch, too. Hey, guys. <laughs> and Barry. Hey, guys. Mine's actually in the dock right now with Zelda loaded, so I, I didn't bring <laughs> it over here because I didn't want a distraction for the podcast. I hope you all enjoy that I, I unlike the other three, Drug myself away from Zelda to to talk with you lovely people. Yeah, I'm totally what, sorry. Just I, playing I this huh? game the whole time. I didn't hear what you said. I was uh, busy playing uh, Zelda. I totally missed it. What? Point exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're the ones so, who bring props I, to the show. Hey, you know what? You know, what? <laughs> I, I I could be playing Zelda right now too. Oh wait, that was last podcast. Never mind. Zelda. Oh no, that yeah, we we played taps for that. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got we got some stuff to talk about. So basically, um, if you have not listened to this podcast before, we have uh, some special ways that you can interact with us. Basically, so you can actually call in to the podcast live uh, via TalkShoe, or you can watch us via Google Hangouts and and see our faces, our Nintendo Switches, except Barry's. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you'll be able to kind of see uh, what's going on as well. And there's a chat room there too. So any of your comments that you post, you'll be able to type and we'll read your comments on the podcast live. Full details are on nintendofuse.com. Head to the site. You'll be able to check it out, which by the way, if you haven't had to, uh, uh been to the site recently, go check it out. Nintendofuse.com might, uh, look a little different, you know, a little, little fresh, little slick, clean look. Um, we switched so, uh, it up. Yeah, yeah, there nah. you go. <laughs> Where's the soundboard, Steve? <laughs> oh, my bad. I, I, I told you, I've been too tired playing Zelda. I'm, I'm not with it right now. I'm not quick. See, see, I had to do a Switch pun there because I was thinking about doing a Zelda pun, but I didn't want to try and force it. Nah. <laughs> oh, we're off to a great start tonight, folks. Oh, man. So... Yeah, um, new websites, uh, new look, um, new kind of um, feel to it. You got the same group of people, but we want to kind of revamp it up a bit. Um, Steve, do you want to uh, maybe just give just a brief little summary on like what's going on with the site or something people can look forward to with it? Or Yeah, sure. Uh, one of the big things that, yeah, as, as Hudson already uh, alluded to, is that we are, uh, we've cleaned it up. And hopefully we, we've heard your complaints 
Uh, we we know that uh, it's been a little slow over the last uh, several months in terms of how it loads and everything. And so one of the big things that we wanted to do was just clean it up and get things loading faster so that you can get the Nintendo content that you want a lot faster. Um, also, we want to kind of uh, simplify what we're doing on the website. And so um, we're going to be switching away. <laughs> um, didn't do that on purpose at all, but I'm going to claim it. Uh, we're going to be uh, moving away from uh regular news content um and to just be a little transparent with you all um the main reason why we're doing that is because we want to kind of focus on wh who we are and what we're able to bring to you and what we hear um from the vast majority of people that follow us and and you know keep coming back to nintendo views is that people love uh hearing our opinions and bring us bring our personalities to it um, there's so many other sites that, that bring the news. And so what we, we want to do is just do that more for you all. And so we're going to bring bringing even more reviews, um, more kind of editorial opinion pieces here and there, um, a lot of events that we go to. And, and one of the things that we're going to do is uh, try to focus a lot more on video moving forward um, because we're a video-driven society. You guys that are already watching the podcast know that we, you know, a couple of years ago we went to a uh, video podcast because um, – for some reason, people enjoy seeing our faces, I guess. Um, but we're going to be uh, adding some shows along the way to our, our YouTube channel. Uh, so in addition to our regular just game coverage and, and our podcast and everything, we're going to be adding a couple shows. Uh, one in particular uh, will be starting actually, hopefully, if everything goes well next week, uh, it's going to be just a game discussion show. And basically, uh, it's going to be um, you know, a couple of us from the site several of us that are on the, web, on the podcast normally, but maybe some other people as well uh, from the site. And we're just going to get together um, every other week and, and talk about the games we've been playing and kind of give it like a discussion-based review of what we've been playing. So we're, we're pretty excited about that one. Um, the other show that we're going to hopefully uh, be um, debuting in, in a few weeks uh, is going to be another monthly show um, that Barry is in charge of, but I don't know if should we should we tell everybody yet? Um, it's is, are there still details working on it? Like, do we want to do we want to let the cat out of bag yet? I, I think we should just wait and see if we could finalize the the last detail with uh with Greg's contact first um, before okay. we we come there just in case things fall through and we have to go with it with a backup. But hopefully everything right. knock on wood works out. Uh, we have some good content for you guys. Yeah. So. So yeah, there's definitely some good stuff on the way. Um, going to PAX East this weekend as well, so we'll have some more footage there. Um, just got confirmed that I'll uh, I'll be uh, getting some some time with Nintendo on uh, Friday as well. So hopefully some more personalized content and some more video content heading your way. But uh, yeah, just overall, I'm going to simplify things and streamline it and uh, be able to get you the coverage that you really want from from us. Awesome. Definitely very exciting. So lots to look forward to with the site, and you know this community has always been been super special. I know. Uh, shout out to to Roth in the in the chat room. He's he's been a part of the community for a long time too, and and to many of you that have really stuck, uh, you know, with us through the years. And hopefully this is kind of an evolution of that. Um, so we're excited about that. Uh, and shout out to uh, Mary Kish in the uh, in the chat room as well. And then earlier uh, Steve Desmarais was in the chat, and Mike of course. So. Uh, Shout out to, to Mike as well. So thank you guys for, for all your support so far, and we're excited about the future. So with that being said, let's let's switch right on over to our uh, 
usual uh, <laughs> usual programming. So uh, for tonight, we're basically going to start off and talk about our launch day experiences. Then we're going to get into our impressions on the Switch hardware, the Joy-Cons, the, the, uh, the system in general, and give you some brief thoughts on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and some of the games that we've been playing. And as Steve mentioned, this discussion-based show will really be where, you know, a certain game that you want, you'll be able to hear in-depth about our thoughts on some of these games. So we'll kind of give you a little teaser of that, and then you can uh, um, uh, watch some of those those more specific uh, discussion-based shows a little bit later as well. So definitely exciting. So to kick things off, March 3rd or, you know, midnight, whenever it was, day one release, Where'd you go, or did you wait in the like and get it in the mail? Like ha- your launch day experience, what happened? Um, let's let's talk through that experience. Let's start with you, Steve. Well, uh, man, uh, <laughs> I don't have very good experience with uh, my be- local Best Buy because that's where I went, and I I pre-ordered it ahead of time, so I was thinking, you know what, we're just uh, we're just gonna go like 11:30 because I got the call earlier that week that they were gonna have a midnight launch and got that all confirmed and everything. So um, went ahead and, and showed up at like 1130. I was thinking, you know what? You know, I don't, I don't need to be there like super early. I got one, or, you know, it's going to be sitting aside for me. I'm just going to hopefully walk in the door right at, at midnight, grab my Switch, show my ID and everything, grab my, you know, Zelda and, and uh, my Pro Controller and walk out the door and be playing by like 1230, right? Uh, 2 a.m., I'm finally walking out the door with everything and heading home and, yeah, barely got any sleep that night. Um, for whatever reason, they they had us, like, standing up outside. And uh, for you guys that are in the south, um, that's no problem in, in March. But in New Hampshire, uh, it's pretty cold still in, in the, around midnight in, in March. And we were freezing. And I have no idea why, but they just had us, like, come in the doors and then loop around the registers and that was it. And so there were like 200 people online. So the cool thing was they had plenty of switches there for, for everybody, but they made us like the vast majority of us stay outside in line. I finally got in the doors probably two hours later. So about one thirty, one forty-five, I finally got in the doors and then it only took like 15, 20 minutes to, to finally get over by the register. They had like two registers going um, finally, I think they opened two more, so there had four going, and it was just really slow moving and everything. But finally, when I got it, um, it was no big deal. Like they were really nice and everything, but they were just really, really slow, and my toes were about to fall off. But, but I got one. Um, the next day, my my other switch from Amazon showed up, and uh, so I quickly texted the guy I was selling it to, and it's like, hey, it's on its way. I'll be right over to your house, and he lives like two miles from me. So uh, headed over there and, and helped him set it up as well. Um, my first night, I actually uh, didn't even hook it up to my TV until the next day. I just played in handheld mode um, that night and, and basically just fell asleep with it later on. So, um, yeah, so that was that was my first night day experience, I guess, with uh, with getting my switch. Cool. What about you, Greg? Well, I decided it would probably be best to leave about 11.30. Like, oh, there can't be that many people. They probably don't have that many consoles over at my local Best Buy. Nope, wrong. So I got there, waited in the car, maybe like closer to midnight, then went over head in line. And as Steve said, here in the Chicagoland area, it's also quite cold still in March. So I definitely was kind of 
a little bit chilly in there. And then they opened up the door and we kind of also kind of did like a big loop around the store to like have everybody inside. So no one was really waiting outside. Um, it was easily like, I think we also had around like a hundred, 200 people there all picking up switches and everything. Um, thankfully we started with four registers and it moved somewhat quickly. Um, I think most people had like, gotten like a ticket. I've heard from other people in line saying they like had to come up at 10, 8, or 10 PM to get a ticket. And I guess the, um, neon one was a lot more rare. And so some people had to get gray ones if they wanted, but I guess it's nothing, something is better than nothing. Um, a guy behind me, I promoted our site. I was like, Oh, Hey, I did this awesome site called Nintendo Fuse. He was like this big streamer guy and he's like, Oh, I was, I'm going to be streaming Zelda all night. I took a nap and had my Mountain Dew and my mom, like monsters. And I'm like, Oh man, he's like, didn't have a one heck of a night there. So, um, I did not follow through with that. I have a child. So I pretty much got home and just kind of took, took it out of the box, set up some, kind of set it up with the dock and everything and took some photos and then went to bed about like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Um, I took the whole day off on Friday to play and I spent most of the time playing Super Bomberman because I have a review copy. So, and then I get a review code for Shovel Knight at the end of the day on Friday and I'm like, well, great, longer time before playing Zelda. <laughs> so that was my first 24 hours. Gotcha. Cool. Um, real quick, I just want to mention in the chat room, Mary Kish said I ordered from Amazon and got it day one. Uh, Steve Desmarais said pre-ordered, picked up at midnight at GameStop. Pretty cool. All right, Barry, uh, what was your launch day experience like? I guess it's a sign of getting old when your launch day changes so much. Uh, you know, going back to like the GameCube, you know, I got it launch day waiting outside Toys R Us. There was no such thing as pre-orders. Rushed for games. You know, I was number seven in line. When the Wii came out, I was there at like 8 p.m. and like camped out overnight with friends and just had a blast getting the Wii launch. Wii U, Amazon delivered it. And I was like, okay, cool. Now I can set it up and play. Uh, so come come Switch, unlike you guys, I did not do a midnight launch. Uh, I could have done a midnight launch, but I knew that it would just be slow torture getting it and not being able to do anything because I would have to go to bed because work and stuff. So instead, I got up Friday, and once everything was settled down here, I went over to Best Buy where I had my first pre-order, picked that up with my Amiibo, went to the GameStop there just to see, uh, was the only person in a huge line that was not buying a Switch. Instead, I was just buying a used game. I saw that I was like, oh, I've been looking for this. I'll just grab this. But I had to wait like 10 minutes in line just for a used game. Then I went to home, I went home and my Amazon delivery came <clears throat> and I wasn't sure which one I was going to keep. So because of the serial number registration, I didn't want to open up the one from Best Buy because that one's easier to return than the one from Amazon. So I was like, okay. So one the time the Amazon one came, I got to open up the box, look at it, marvel at it, hold it in my hands. And then I had to run my grandmother to an oncologist appointment. From there, we went to a buffet didn't get home from that until about 5.30. <laughs> so at this point, I set it up, and I have to do the download, wait for the download. And I'm like, oh, I got a code from I am Satsuna from, from Square. 
I'll go ahead and just download that now while I'm getting started. Little did I know it was going to take an hour. So by the time I finally put Zelda in, there was an update for that. I'm like, seriously? I didn't get to play the Switch until like 7 o'clock at night uh, when when I finally got home. And right right after I finally booted it up, I got to the, the Great Plateau, and I was like, oh, this is so great. And then my wife tells me that the GameStop pre-order that I have, she wants to give to a friend of hers. So now I have to drive to GameStop to give her my pre-order by canceling it and her buying it immediately. So it was about eight something by the time I could sit down and finally play. <laughs> and by then I was so tired, I only played for like an hour and a half and I went to bed. <laughs> I'm getting old. Oh, man, <laughs> getting old sucks. <laughs> It uh, it hits you definitely. Oh man. Um, shout out to uh Joel in the uh, YouTube chat as well. Appreciate you stopping by. So, for me, um, I had it pre-ordered at GameStop, so I went to the midnight release at uh, at GameStop and um, got there about an hour early, and they're all everybody's kind of in the store hanging out, and they basically kind of rung you up and finalized everything and. Uh, the guy kept like really trying to push the warranty. Are you, are you sure you don't want the warranty? I'm like, no, I'm good. Um, so, you know, get everything all taken care of. And they actually had some folks from screw attack uh, with the camera and everything. And they're interviewing a lot of the people there. Um, so I hopped up and they interviewed me as well. So I don't know if this video is going to be posted anywhere or not, but if you happen to see it, that'll be, you know, kind of interesting. Um, and uh, they actually um, then, one of the guys, one of the GameStop employees, I guess, took his copy of Zelda and opened it early so that they could taste the cartridge on camera for the thing. So that happened. Um, so it was kind of an entertaining, you know, midnight release thing that was going on. Uh, then about a half hour beforehand, they kicked us out. We had to wait outside while they got everything ready, brought us back in. And within, you know, 10 minutes, um, I had my system because they'd rung everybody up already. They just brought out the bag, done, easy. Um, so I got my system and uh, the Zelda game. Um, but then I also had the Zelda Special Edition um, uh, because my wife also got Switch and Zelda and hers was coming in the mail from Best Buy. Uh, so I went over to Best Buy. And whereas GameStop was quick, Best Buy took forever. Like I walk in and there's a line around the store, but luckily they're like, okay, you can go inside. There's a separate pre-order line. And the pre-order line is like 10 people compared to like a ton. But it took forever. Like literally half the non pre-order line went in already. Like I waited like almost an hour, just like 10 people in line. They were that slow with the pre-orders. I don't know what was going on. Like it was, it was a mess. Um, but luckily finally got it, went home and then um, did my unboxing video, um, which I've shared on the site as well. Kind of did an initial setup of the system. And at that point it was like 2 AM and I worked the next day. So really didn't get to play anything until, until later. But um that was essentially the experience. I'm glad to hear that more people had issues with Best Buy and it wasn't just our store. Seems like it was a universal thing that, that Best Buy messed up on this, which is unfortunate because there's that relationship with, you know, um, with Nintendo and it seems like you know, they got a lot more supply than GameStop and Walmart and stuff like that. So I wonder if Nintendo is going to be like picking up the phone and like, hey, you're going to mess up our relationship here. You keep uh, giving our customers a, you know, <laughs> a problem like this. See, it was interesting. Unlike you guys, I had no problem with Best Buy. I walked in, I got in line, I was in and out in about five, six minutes. 
but it was also because uh, when, like, when did you go? Right now. <laughs> it was also like eleven o'clock the next morning, you know. But, but I still had no problem. <laughs> then night, uh, eleven o'clock, same thing. Yeah, it's only a, a thirteen-hour <laughs> difference. Ah, that's just nothing. <laughs> And I don't know if any of you guys got, I think, um, so at GameStop, they had an exclusive, like, little poster. So it was uh, this, and then on the other side, it was that. Best Buy, I saw one, and then I realized later that I didn't get it. Uh, but, like, it had this on one side, and then it had a different image, one of the horizontal ones or something, I think, on the Best Buy one. Um, yeah, I, they were handing I saw it. people walking out with them, and, and one of the guys, well, the people behind me were giving them a hard time. He's like, Hey guys, uh, you should get the poster if they have them. And everybody's like, um, "Thanks for the pro tip. Um, why wouldn't we?" And then we all walked out without one. Uh, so I don't know <laughs> if they ran out or what, but it wasn't really obvious where to get them. Maybe they just ran out by the time we got up to the front of the line because I was quite a bit back. Um, you know, because I only showed up at eleven thirty. Other people were there a lot earlier than I was, so um, maybe they just ran out. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Like we were giving them a hard time, and then none of us walked out with one. See, when I went to the GameStop and I bought that used game, I was sitting in line for that long time. I had no idea there was a poster. And when I got there and she's looking up the game and on the drawer, I noticed the posters sitting on the floor still in their wrapper. I'm like, are those, like, for free? And she's like, oh, yeah, here. And she's handed the package to me to open for me to take a couple because I, I saw it was double-sided. I'm like, I'm going to grab a couple. And uh, and the other people were like, oh, cool posters. They weren't even giving it out to the people that morning that were buying Zelda. They just didn't care. Or they had so many of them because it's a large mall that they just, whatever. So I got it. I didn't get anything from GameStop for Switch, but I got it. Yeah, they. I almost left without one. He's like, oh, hey, you want a poster? I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> okay. It felt really nice. It wasn't, like, thin. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it was a pretty decent quality poster. Yeah. So... What um what are your hauls for launch day? Like what did you buy in terms of system, games, accessories? What did you come up with? Either launch day or this past couple of days, I guess. We'll start with these. Uh yeah, I would say I walked away with the switch itself. Um and I got a pro controller and let me just I know I'm jumping the gun here, but this is so comfortable. I am so pleased with how this feels in my hand. Um we'll get to more of that later, I'm sure. But uh, I was that was actually the first thing that I opened was the was the pro controller because I was like you know what I'm gonna start small and then I'll go up to the system kind of work my way up and I was I was very pleased um, I got the special edition uh, for Zelda as well so it came with you know the uh, the um, case for for the Switch and everything I was pretty pleased with what is in there I didn't realize it was going to have like the the game you know slots and the pocket and you know flap and everything too so. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm very pleased with that uh, purchase. And uh, that was pretty much it. The Switch, the Pro Controller, and Zelda Special Edition. Um, but when I got home, I uh, went ahead and purchased um, several games, like downloaded them, because I knew that I wanted to get them anyhow. And so I popped in my you know, micro SD card and ended up uh, downloading Bomberman R, Superman Bomberman R, um, Snipper Clips. And then my thoughts got the best of me, and I did download uh, 1-2-Switch, um, even though on this very podcast I said, no, I'm not going to download that. Why would I download that sort of thing? It's a lot of money for very little, and I did it anyway. Uh, so, yeah, um, 
so that was so my my physical and digital haul I guess for the weekend and I ended up getting the uh, 128 um, PNY uh, micro SD card from from Walmart like a couple days before but so. this is why you get sleep Steve <laughs> might not have made that kind of rash decision well, that you, uh, that one two switched I it up on us yeah yeah uh, yeah, that was before I've lost a lot of sleep from Zelda. This was still rational. Steve still ended up getting one to switch, but I know it's, it's going to be fun for certain environments. So I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and get it. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, cool. All right, Greg, uh, what was your haul for the switch? Um, it was just my pre-order of the system and the Zelda special edition. Um, I didn't have, any other cash for any other expenditures. So if I didn't get my two review games that I stated earlier, then I would just be with Zelda. Thankfully, I did get Shovel Knight and Bomberman Code both on the day of the launch. I already started playing both of them, but that was all I picked up. I intend to get a Pro Controller, a memory card, screen protector, more games. <laughs> but that's probably won't be coming for weeks down the line now. Gotcha. Cool. Um, real quick in the chat, uh, Nintendo said ended up grabbing two physical co two physical games, Zelda and Bomberman, of course, and then got I Am Satsuna and Snipper Clips downloaded. Awesome. Let us know in the chat if there's any, you know, to anybody that got the Switch, what your hauls were. We'll read them uh, on the podcast. Oh, I um, did what forget. I, I did. Oh. I did get a couple of a few Amiibo, but they actually arrived today, so it wasn't day of. I got three of the new uh, the Zelda Amiibo. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I saw someone like went up there with a huge arm and grabbed a bunch of them at my store. So by the time I was close enough to the booth, all they had was the Bokoblin left. And I was like, I wish I had another like $20. Yeah, it, it adds up, definitely. <laughs> what about you, Barry? Uh, I got lucky because I didn't really think about anything for Christmas. And my dad always like, you know, I got to get you something for Christmas, you know, especially with everything going on, you know, you need a little joy. And I was like, there's nothing I want for Christmas other than, you know, things that money can't buy. And I'm like, well, the only other thing I could think of would be the Switch, uh, but that's not until March. But he's like, if that's what you want. So thankfully, thanks to him getting me the Switch and uh, the Zelda Master Edition, which, of course, I still had to do the pre-ordering, but he just paid for it. Um, I was able to also pick up Super Bomberman R and 1-2-Switch since Nintendo did not send me a code or any type of review copy for it. So I had to fork out the money like Steve. Although, although thankfully, due to Amazon, I got 20% off where Steve had to pay the full price. Uh, so I'll take that. Um, I got two Pro Controllers because this way other people can play because the, the Pro Controller is just so nice. And I know if I only had one, people would be like, I don't want the Joy-Con doggy thing. I want the Pro Controller. And we like, you know? So I got a second one. Um... I got a screen protector, which should be the first thing anyone gets. Uh, it was a cheap one. I think it was like $10. Uh, it was a Nintendo official one, but especially with these uh, rumors of the screen scratching, uh, get a screen protector. Uh, it's a bit cheap, and they'll save you a lot of headaches. Uh, the only other thing I got, oh, I got an extra AC adapter because I play upstairs sometimes in handheld by my bed where I have all my handheld systems. So this way I could play it and plug it in, especially with a two-and-a-half-hour Zelda battery life. Uh, so it gives myself a little bit more range, and if I travel, I can always just 
take that adapter with me. Um, the other thing I got, which I don't know if I'm actually going to keep, are little grip enhancers. I don't know if you've seen this for the Joy-Cons. They pretty much just make it a little bit bigger. And since I got bigger hands, I'm like, these aren't going to be comfortable. Let me get this in advance. It was like $10 or something. But they're actually kind of comfortable. So I don't know if I'm actually going to use these or not. So I might just return them. But, yeah, that was my haul. And you reminded me, actually, I keep forgetting all these things I bought. Um, I got an extra, I ordered an extra uh, USB-C cable off of Amazon earlier in the week as well. And because uh, I have several, like, um, power strips that have the USB things in them. So I have one right by the couch. And so when I'm playing in handheld mode, I just plug it in the into the uh, the little strip, plug the USB, you know, C right in and, and play where it's long. And plus I can take it in as I go and, you know, charge on, you know, with the USB battery and everything too. So. Um, yeah, forgot. And the I, I forget. I also got the five Zelda amiibo because I've got all the other amiibo, and I'm not going to miss Zelda one. Uh, so yeah, those. And I and, and I got download. I did. A, I am Satuna from Square. Um, but yeah, I, I'm thinking about Fast Race uh, RMX, but Red Out is coming too. So, and that's getting a physical copy, and I like physical, especially with that. Shovel Knight is also getting physical too. Yes. And I'm waiting for that. That's the one I will play. And Binding of Isaac is going to be um, stuff like that, too, also on the physical. A, a lot of the indies are getting physical for the Switch. I am Sasuna actually got a physical in Japan, and it is region-free, and it has English, so you can actually get a physical copy of it. But, it, you know, if you collect NA games like me, it's kind of like, oh, damn you. Maybe limited run games will save us. Right. Cool. Um, in the chat room, Mike said, I bought Fast RMX. I'll be getting Has Been Heroes later this month as well, plus a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe pre-order. Uh, Joel said, I'm a Mario Kart geek, so I'm excited for that one. I am with you on that one, Joel. Definitely excited about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for me, um, I got the gray uh, Nintendo Switch, the one with the gray Joy-Cons, and my wife got the neon one. Um, and then between the two of us, like we got one copy of Zelda and one of the Zelda Special Edition. I got the Pro Controller. Um, I got the all the new Zelda Amiibo, uh, which I did an unboxing of as well. Um, I got this case, um, this Legend of Zelda case, which I'm actually more pleased with how it looks in person because it's actually kind of shiny and stuff in the back, you know. So it actually looks really cool. Um, it does have some good storage space got super bomberman r so i put that in there as well and then the system fits in there um so pretty cool actually um kind of dig the, the case um then i also got there's a couple things that were all supposed to come on friday but kind of ended up getting like staggered stuff like uh the i got a set of blue joy cons but they're not coming until either tomorrow or wednesday and with that i ended up also getting the blue joy con straps although i thought it was two straps in one package but i guess you buy them separately i didn't which if i it feels like there's one i didn't open it yet because i was gonna do an unboxing but it feels like there's only one in here and it just says joycon strap so i'm assuming there's only one per package so i might need to get another one um and then i just i wasn't thinking of getting it at first but then i figured i'd get it for a comparison video and just to kind of do it as well i got the charging grip the um that one as well because it is actually like translucent in the back it looks a little bit different so thought that might be interesting for like a comparison video uh i think that covers it 
yeah, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so I think, yeah, that's pretty much it basically for, for the main switch hall. Um, so with that being said, let's jump into our impressions of the system. I know that um, Greg and I got to, to play it already. So this was um, the first experience for, for Steve and Barry. So I want to hear from them first to kind of get their impressions on the system. So Steve, Nintendo Switch, tell us about yeah. it. Uh, honestly, I think the first thing that I thought, so as soon as I stepped into Best Buy, um, they had a little table. Um, I'm sure if you guys, Best Buy had all the table with like all the different um, controllers and games and everything set up as soon as I walked in. And I looked at the, they had a box of extra Joy-Con controllers. I looked at that box and I was really astonished by the size of it. Like that was because that was the first time I'd been that close to it. And I'm like, wow, I knew it was small, but I didn't realize it was that small. And uh, so that was the very, very first impression that I, that I, that I thought when I saw the Joy-Cons. Um, and then, yeah, pulling it out, um, you know, I'd seen a lot of videos and, and all that sort of thing um, on it online. So I knew, you know, what it would look like. I knew, you know, what it was going to feel like, you know, based on what other people had said and everything. Um, but still, I, I, it does feel solid, I think. Um, there's, you know, in comparison to the, the Wii U gamepad, a lot of people other have, have said before, um, the gamepad feels like, like a toy um, compared to this. Um, this is a, I feel like, a, a really substantial piece of, of technology um, compared to the Wii U gamepad. Uh, it feels, it feels solid. Um, and yeah, I think everything's really comfortable. Um, especially, you know, I, I, I wasn't sure, you know, what it would be like holding the, the, the whole system itself, you know, playing for a long time. And I played a lot of Zelda and it feels fine. I, I do agree that, uh, with a lot of other people that have said, um, that for Zelda in particular, you know, for games that you need to be able to use both the the buttons and the um, the analog stick on the right side, it, it does feel awkward to, to do that with your right hand to kind of slide back and forth in, in terms of an up and down uh, pattern. Like with the with the Pro Controller, it's a little more side to side, so it feels a little more natural. Um, but it's not too bad. I mean, I, I still have played many hours of Zelda in this style um and it's not it, it, it takes them getting used to but it's not that big of a deal um the buttons and everything feel a lot like the 3ds and it's a little smaller um but i'm okay with that um it hasn't created a problem or anything like that um i don't know how much i'm going to play in tabletop mode um and when it all came down to it it was like you know i might play when i'm on a plane like you see in the in the trailer, um, like set it up in front of me on the on the tray table or whatever. But on a regular basis, it's going to be this style or on the TV. I think um, I don't know if tabletop is really going to get played that much. Um, yeah, other than that, it's really snappy. Um, I, it's it's a simple setup right now. You know, I, I do I do find myself um, picking it up sometimes. And wishing that I could fire up YouTube or something on it, um, or, or go, I, I feel like I should be able to do it. I could, I think I'm used to picking up my phone, I'm used to picking up my iPad and things like that, and being able to just look up a quick video. So if they do, which is probably going to happen, you know, eventually roll out um, media apps and things like that, it, it will be a, a welcome addition for me because I've already found myself wanting it to do that. I'm, I'm okay if I do, if it doesn't because I do have these other devices. 
but I do find myself like, oh, I'm under, oh, I can't do that. Um, that's no big deal. I'll pick up my phone, but I, I don't know why, but I, I have found myself wanting to do that. Gotcha. What about you, Barry? What are your first thoughts on the Nintendo Switch? Um, the first thought when I opened it uh, was that the screen was a lot smaller than I thought it would be. Like, I actually thought it would be bigger. And that, that took me by surprise. And then the Joy-Cons were heavier than I thought. I was like, okay, I can kind of see this. And it didn't feel bad in my hands. It felt really nice. And like, like Steve said, you know, it definitely makes the Wii U gamepad feel like a toy in comparison. And my first time actually booting up and playing Zelda was in handheld mode. I was upstairs. And I'm like, this is cool, you know. And I, I didn't get a pro controller until that night. So I didn't have the pro controller. So I was just like, all right, this is cool. Once I got the Pro Controller, it's really hard to actually play Zelda portably now because several things. One, it's the, the button layout is just better overall. Two, Zelda uses the D-pad so much, and when you're so used to the D-pad, to go to those four buttons throws you off because, God, you use those D-pad, everything, switching ruins oh, all, all the time. I think I use the D-pad more than I use the other buttons. Uh, it's amazing. So it does feel a little weird. As for tabletop mode, I actually have enjoyed tabletop with Zelda simply by, like, like on my kitchen table, I'd set it up, and I would use the Joy-Con separately and just kind of play relaxed like this. And there it feels really good. But you could also use uh, the Pro Controller with tabletop mode. So I can see myself using it definitely on a plane, not that I plan on flying anywhere anytime soon, but, you know, I can just see it as a bonus, especially with games like uh, One, Two, Switch, bringing it over to, like, someone's house. They're 100% using tabletop mode for, for uh, One, Two, Switch. But like Steve said, there is, it's weird that there are certain omissions. Uh, obviously, YouTube and, and Internet browser didn't bother me because I've got a smartphone. And, and I've got, you know, I, I never used it on the DS or the 3DS. So for me, you know, I never use it on a Vita or, the you know, anything like that. Just my phone. That's it. So that, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me are all the other omissions, like the inability to transfer something from the hard drive of uh, the, uh, the internal memory to the SD cards. Uh, that bothers me. That's an omission. Uh, and... Certain things like that need to be fixed, and I pray they are, because I think those are, you know, the bigger glaring faults. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, well, you know, the Wii U didn't have the, the, the sharing of files and, the, and transferring of files until later on. And I, I said, that's no excuse. Uh, on the Wii U, it was fine. They had never done that before, but they should have learned from that experience and come out of the gate with it, you know, just because something else doesn't do it in the past. I mean, the NES didn't have analog stick, so I guess it would be okay to just release a console without an analog stick now. You know, like th that logic doesn't apply. Like these are glaring omissions that I pray are patched. And th there are a few others. Uh, the UI is awesome. Like overall, I think it's very sleek, uh, very nice. Uh, that impressed me because it was very much like the PS4 and I do like the PS4s. It was definitely not like the Wii or the Wii U's, which I thought were terrible personally just the UIs. Um, so I liked it. I mean, I still like it. I think it's great. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, you know, the Wii U, 
I was excited for the promise, but it didn't wow me right from the beginning. It, it took a while for those games. The Switch has wowed me from the beginning. And now it's like I'm excited to get multi-platforms on the Switch, which I was not with the Wii U, simply because now I'm kind of getting a portable version of this game where, you know, where the Wii U was just like, I'm getting a watered-down version of this game. Yay! <laughs> now I'll get a watered-down portable like, version of the game. <laughs> that, that, could, that could very well happen. I hope not, but it could. I hope the I, I do like the clean interface on the the UI, but I hope they they evolve it over time because of, of two things. Number one, if I start to get a ton of different games, um, I don't want to be swiping like all the way across to finally get to the game I want. Um, I know it does reorder them, I think, based on most recently played, but still, like I don't miss, you know. I hope they there's some sort of organization, at least being able to put it, you know, in a tighter, you know, smaller grid or something like that on 3ds that kind of thing, something where they, they revamp it and evolve it over time. Um, but also, I don't know, like, I couldn't get over the fact that when I dock it, the the UI, the menu looks like if you were to dock a Android tablet or a, a regular tablet and put it on a big screen. It just kind of still has this, this, this feeling of a tablet-style interface on the big screen which is clean and nice, but it still kind of gives this vibe of this is a tablet on a big screen. I think with the game thing that you were talking about, they're mimicking the PS4 because the PS4 does that, uh, which thankfully it does reorder. Like if you put in a cartridge, it will automatically boom that game to the, the front of your list or whatever your more recent game is. Um, it's weird. Like I think I still think the best was the 360. Uh, with their live arcade games, where because it alphabetized the games as you bought them, uh, so you you wanted to find a game, it was the game with a D, you could always find it under D. Where the PS3 kept it in the order of your download. So if you wanted that same game with a D, you had to remember: did you download this in March or did you download it in July? Like where did you download? Like it was very messy. You could so you could reorder those on the PS3. Did you? And I didn't yeah. mess around that much. But you had to reorder it. The fact that you even had to reorder it said something versus Xbox, which was automatic. And I think I think they should do something with the 3DS, like folders or allow you to organize, because there's going to get to a point where hopefully we have a ton of games and, and you don't be like, well, we can only hold 11, so you got to delete the last few that you played. And really? It's kind of funny that you're saying that. I actually scrolled over, and I think there's only whatever 16, 20 slots total. So I don't know yeah. if they need, like, a system update to expand that, because that's why I kind of like the Wii U menu. You had, like, seven screens of, like, 15 slots. And plus with all the folders, like, everything I had on, like, it looked so clean to me. But I don't know what your beef was with the Wii U style, which was basically the same, similar to the 3DS style. Well, I know, um, I don't know if it was 3DS or Wii U, but one of them, like, had a certain number of slots, but once you reached it, like, more slots appeared. So it was, it was they only showed you a certain amount, like, of open slots at one point, but then it would expand if you had memory still. So. I don't think it was either of them. Because the Wii U yeah. one, like, had the, the scrolling thing all the way at the beginning. It was the dots at the bottom. The 3DS one, I think... It only showed you maybe like two rows, but then you could make it show three, four, five, six, like as you can like zoom. It kind of zooms out, kind of thing. But 
You know, I don't think I ever got to the point where I filled it up too much. I, by the time folders came out, I, I went and started organizing, and, and I never got to the point where I filled everything, anything up. I think it might have been on 3DS because I have a ton of downloaded stuff on there. So I think I probably saw it on there or something. Greg, as for your question about the Wii U thing, I didn't have a problem with the way the games were laid out. My problem with the Wii U came with the interface of everything else. Like, if you wanted to go to system settings, you had to wait 30, 40 seconds originally just, just for the thing to load. You know, like, everything took forever. It was slow. It was bogged down. It was a chore. Uh, it was not streamlined in any stretch in that point. And that was my biggest problem with that, which they fixed in the yeah. Switch. Like, settings is no longer an application to open. It's just, boom, settings there. So quick. Yeah. Yeah, and I think... I think that's one of the benefits and, and probably one of the reasons why they did, you know, do bare bones in the beginning and just focus on games because they knew they could make that really quick and really responsive. And I'm, you know, while I would like more features at the beginning, I do appreciate this thing is streaming fast in terms of like, I want to go to something, I open it up, it's ready to go. Um, and you can pull over the, the menus and, and the, the settings and the eShop and everything right over the top of a game, you know, stop it right back into it. Um, and it just pops up exactly when you need it. The touch screen works incredibly well. You don't have to use it very much, um, but but it's it's really great when when it is there, especially when you're you know putting in your account settings and things like that. The touch screen uh, was great for passwords and everything. The capture button is another thing that works really well. Yeah. I can't wait for the yeah. video to be optimized for that. But it's so quick. It just boom doesn't slow down your game. It just picture taken and then instant share if you want. Yeah. yeah, I find myself right taking way too many photos. I'm like, I don't know if I'll actually use all these, but that was cool. That was cool. That was cool too. That's yeah, yeah. Mike's photo from with him riding the bear in Legend of Zelda. He's like the bear necessities. <laughs> I, I I actually have one to rival. I gotta post it. I have one to rival that. You're riding Wolf Link. <laughs> no, no, that that would be cool, but no, no, not that at all. You'll see. I'll post it. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I love the quickness of it. Like, literally, my Switch is in sleep mode right now. Pick it up. And Oh, wait, I forgot to push a button. Hold on. I still remember. All right. So, hold on. Start over. Ready? Pick it up. Push the home button. All right. Press a couple buttons. Push it. And boom, I'm in Zelda. Like, less than, like, five seconds. And, like, I'm in. Like, that just, <clears throat> that's quick. I appreciate that. So, Speaking of that definitely. home lock. Did you guys ever see that little Easter egg they put on that? With the, the different buttons? Yeah. yeah. You guys seen all those? There's the four different sound effects you can play. Oh, no, I didn't see that. No. If, you, if, if you go to the home screen, it's like press three buttons. If you push any of the normal buttons, you just get a standard click. But if you push, it's uh, L3, R3, uh, L, uh, ZL, and ZR, you get different sounds for each of those. So there's four additional sounds that they just threw in there for shits and giggles, I guess. But try it. It's interesting. Yeah, so I don't know if anybody can hear it. Oh, yeah, I, hear. I ended up going the, uh, the menu. Yeah, yeah. Put you, twice. I, you, you open it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put twice and then a third button different to keep yeah. hearing them. Huh. Interesting. It's those little things. Uh, speaking of, like, Easter eggs, uh, Pro Controller, um, random easter egg uh um so oh, you have a pro controller right above the right analog stick you really 
can't see it unless you kind of have some light on it. But if you shine, you know, light or kind of put it under a lamp or something, you'll be able to see a little message that says thanks to all game fans. So random, but that's like, that's cool. It's those neat little touches. I love it. Now, did Nintendo do that or did the Chinese people in the factory do that? (laughs) (laughs) Who who knows and who cares, really? Um, I just can't believe someone actually found it and that quick. (laughs) Like, Seriously, why would you be inspecting this thing that detailed? They're like, I'm playing games. I don't have time to inspect this little thing for details like that. But I'm glad they did. But seriously, why, how did you find that? What if there was like a message that was like, help me? Like, you're <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Every Switch Pro Controller, help me. Then, then we would know it was from the Chinese manufacturers. Oh, I'm man. checking out the Joy-Cons right now to see if there's a hidden message that wasn't reported. <laughs> Your message isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just gonna be like, just where is it? Um, yeah, I saw that one for the so, controller. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, pretty interesting stuff. So, uh, so Greg, uh, so you've gotten a chance to play the Switch at an event, but now that you have it at home, uh, what are your your thoughts on on using the Switch at home? Well, I still think getting the using the Joy Cons is still kind of slightly awkward, at least when they're disconnected from something when they're connected to either the switch screen itself or to the grip thing, they were working fine. Um, I didn't really see any syncing issues that people have been talking about, but basically it, it seems to still be very comfortable for me, at least I haven't had any issues like that. I was playing most of the day on Friday, with a couple breaks in there, and I had no issues at all. I mean, it was great to finally be holding it in my own house kind of thing too. Um, I was kind of scared initially to take it out of the house, but then I kind of like owned up to it and was like, hey, I'll go play at the library before lunch. And then went over there and I had brought it with and I had called me out. She's like, oh, you totally just brought that to like show off, didn't you? And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's still really cool. So I really want a pro controller. So that grip thing was, the controls are kind of interesting, but that's where I do agree with Barry that I really do miss the D-pad. I found, especially with Bomberman, where you're trying to like turn corners quickly and stuff that I was like dying a lot quicker. Cause it was like, I couldn't turn it in time and then explode and I'd either my own bomb or uh, opponent's bomb I couldn't get out of the way to. So I don't know. I still try to say it's on the D-pad cause I feel like it's a lot more precise for turning the corners. When I use like the analog stick, I feel like he kind of like doesn't quite turn the corner and goes one step too far and then to try to turns into like the platform thing that you can't go through. So the pro control is well worth it. Period. Yeah. That's, even, even the D-pad is just awesome. Yeah. That's why I, I definitely want to invest in a pro controller. I really miss the D-pad sincerely. I've always used the D-pad, especially on like the Wii U and even on Wii a lot on a tiny remote GameCube quite a lot it was mostly just where he couldn't really use it on the 64 because of that very odd uh, three-pronged design but i definitely prefer a d-pad when given the choice between that and the analog stick right yeah no definitely the um the you know your story of taking the switch like you know out of the house and stuff like that reminds me of uh like, I had to go to the DMV on Saturday, and I was like, oh, God, the DMV? 
was like, oh, you know what? I'm actually kind of excited to go to the DMV. Like, yeah, let's do this. Because <laughs> I brought the Switch, and it was it was great. Like, um, you know, props to those. Just played in handheld mode for a little bit, and and it was great. I mean, just pick them and play. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, the uh, For the Joy-Con issues, so I haven't had any of those, like, thinking issues or that whole thing they had. However, at one point, once I did have my left Joy-Con just stop responding. Like I just turned on the system, was in the menu, left stick isn't working, left button, like the left Joy-Con completely wasn't working. I went to the controller settings and it looked like there was no Joy-Con connected. So I took it out, connected it back in, still nothing. Rebooted the system, nothing. Rebooted it like three times, still nothing. So I finally took out the left Joy-Con and I pushed the little button in the middle uh, like uh, where in between the SL, SR buttons and it kind of, the LED was spinning. I guess it's, um, yeah. That little thing right there. It's kind of showing. Yeah. And it kind of right. looked like it was resyncing or something. Then I connected it back into the system and it finally recognized it and no issues after that. So it was one random time it happened and then that. So I don't I, know what the deal was I, with that one, but. Yeah, my brother totally ran into that this morning. Um, we were on the train together and I was, he was playing Zelda and I was playing a uh, Shovel Knight, and then he's like, can't even play. He's like, wow, like, this Joy-Con thing is not even, it's like, it's on. I don't know why it's not, like, it's telling me to sync it. And like, where's the sync button? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't had to sync it yet. <laughs> then I yeah, looked at the screen and found that button. I, uh, when I first set it mine, um, I, I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, put them in at the same time. I noticed the little thing on the screen had the right one going down slightly before the left one. I was like, well, that would be really weird if I can't put them in the same side. So I took them off, put the right one in the left one, and worked just fine. But I haven't had an issue since then. But when I really took it out of the box and turned it on, I had a somewhat similar issue. And But all I had to do was right and left, and it's been fine. I was trying to show Bomberman to some coworkers today, but like I was in the middle of a map and I took off the Joy Cons and for tabletop mode, they were like, "Hey, we could join in." We're really, and then like it wasn't, it was still recognizing it as only one player. So I don't know if that if I have to change the control style or how does that really work. I think with change it. Yeah. When you're in the character select screen or something, I think that's when there's a button that says horizontal mode or something, and that's when it kind of lets you switch to the, the switch okay. uh, to the horizontal. Yeah, because we know. were confused because like on screen it says like press the button to join in, and then I thought it was gonna let let's join in, but I guess you have yeah, to do that like before that. we start. The um, and then also the Joy-Con straps. Um, I don't know what you guys think about these. I attached it, which by the way. Make sure you attach it the right way, um, which people are not doing. But, you know, it's, it's, once you know what to do, it's really easy, but you just have to pay attention where you, the minus lines up with the minus or the plus lines up with the plus. It's, you know, very straightforward once you know that. And, but and they are universal. Off, like, yeah, you can just flip them. Which I, but, I didn't realize when I first got it. I thought only one goes with one. But I was like, oh, I just got to flip it over and it works. Right. Exactly. They are universal. And these things are actually like, you know, let me kind of, if you're watching, demonstrate. So I slid it on very easy to take it off. Apparently, watching the official Nintendo video or whatever, you actually don't have to hold down the button. You just have to make sure it's unlocked. And then you just have to push it, which like, like you almost feel like you're going to break it. And I'm trying right now. And it's like, I don't want to. Yeah. 
I've, I found it helps to like pull on the, the string itself and you just pull it right out. You, instead of actually you just push it up, right? Or, yeah. Or do you just pull the string? I don't, I just pull no, the what, string and it kind of like pulls on it. Just unlock it and lock, like lock it and unlock it on the bottom. Like once it goes in, uh, just like the little switch. I lock yeah. It and so it's unlocked, but then you just have to push it, right? You just have to force it. After yeah. That. yeah. There we go. So yeah. that, like, it takes a bit of force. It always scares me every time I do that because I'm like, gee, it's like it actually takes a bit of force to kind of to kind of do. So just keep right. an eye on that one. Yeah, and be okay if you're like, I don't want to break it. No, it it can take it, um, which I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, the first time I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get these things off here. You, you know how I learned? Play one, two, switch. Because every other game, take it off, put it oh on, take God. it off. Yeah, I've only played one just one time, and but I did. There, you know, what were some games that they tell you to put it on? Right. Which, by the way, um, I just realized we have our own soundboard right here. When you do this, you get the clicking sound from there the UI. You go. I, I actually, because I felt the clicking sound or, um, when I played it at the event, but I guess the volume was too low or something at the event. I didn't actually hear the clicking sound that they've done from the promos. That's actually done by the UI, so it's pretty sweet so the little touches i love it so i'm that, so happy to hear um, that clicking sound when i turned on the system the first time <laughs> yeah yeah that was great definitely nice to, to see that um any other Drew, final thoughts turn off the system every once in a while just to, so i can turn it back on <laughs> <laughs> right um any final thoughts on the switch itself and then we're going to briefly just talk about a couple games and then uh um, no, I I, I just want to reiterate this controller feels so stinking good in my hands. I didn't realize like because look back at old podcasts. I, I critique the look of it. Other bears like I like the. I did not like the look of it. I, I'm still not too fond of the look of it, but oh my gosh, it feels so stinking comfortable in my hands. And I, I was talking to someone the other day. They're like, "What about compared to GameCube?" I'm like, "You know what?" It rivals GameCube um, very much. I, GameCube is an incredibly comfortable controller. This is probably right up there. And and if and I was like, you know, if I were to start playing Smash Brothers from the very beginning um, today, instead of having my history with a GameCube controller and being so comfortable with that, I'd probably be okay playing it with this versus the the GameCube controller um, because it's just so incredibly comfortable. And I was looking at it, it was like, like in the back, you can, you could, because you can see through it. It's like they added this extra, you know, level that kind of goes out. That's not actually part of the controller. Like the controller is, is more flat, but they kind of arched it out um, in the back. I don't know if it was for comfort or to, you know, make more room for whatever is up here in this area or, you know, just to, I don't know what, why they did what they did, but it is incredibly comfortable and it is now like I, I after playing Xbox more, I was like, you know, the Xbox One controller is really nice. Um, and I started liking it better than the PS4 con- uh, controller, which I liked better to start with. Um, but then, oh man, this this one takes the cake. You know, I agree with you. It does rival the GameCube. Um, it is really awesome. I still, if like when Smash comes out. I'm still gonna use the GameCube controller because I'm so used to it. But I right. agree, if if Melee didn't exist 
and I didn't play with the GameCube controller for Melee Brawl and Smash 4, I would totally use it. But at this point, like, Smash goes with GameCube controller like whipped cream goes on ice cream. Like, it just, they go together. <laughs> you, you can't separate them. <laughs> how, show of hands, how many of you actually always put whipped cream on your ice cream? <laughs> People, you need to eat more Sunday. Just, just you, but it must be a Jersey thing. You guys don't have Carvel, like you know. I used to get like a work at least a concrete mixer blizzard type you know, thing. Just so you know, I don't Steve, put... it's a Jersey thing because my wife did it in Tennessee, so. Oh well. <laughs> you New Englanders. This this week in ice cream. <laughs> Well, maybe I gotta go uh, try that now. <laughs> You've never tried that. So you should. It's good. <laughs> I mean, I've I've tried it before, but it's not something right, I right. do all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. the, yeah, that's the whole thing. I don't want to do that all the time, but I've certainly had it if, before. If you get a Sunday, an ice cream Sunday, you get whipped cream and a cherry on top. That is customary. That doesn't even count as a topping. Additionally, it just comes with it. Well, here they ask you if you want whipped cream on everything. <laughs> Like at Starbucks, like you want whipped cream? Yeah, but you also sure. think like a, a, a pie, the, like a, a casserole this big is a pizza. So you're, you don't know what they're talking about over there. Casserole. <laughs> 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 you, so, you think the little piece of pizza, pizza cardboard is a piece of pizza, I guess. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're having a, a food battle over here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, well, let's, uh, we're just switching it up. Let's uh, switch yeah. it up. Oh, I have to be actually on the lock screen. To, okay, oh. let's switch it up. There we go. And uh, <laughs> move on to the games. We're going to briefly talk about Zelda and then any other little games that we played. And we'll get into more detailed discussions on the discussion show that we're going to be doing on the Nintendo Fuse YouTube channel later. Um, so Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Um, I'm going to kick things off and just say this game is fantastic. I am in love with this game. Like I, I became a Zelda fan, like, like a big Zelda fan more in the past couple of years. Like I really started to get it become a fan from the three Zelda starting with like Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword and like, and now Breath of the Wild. And now I'm like, I'm all in hundred percent fanboy. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I am loving it. Um, it just, it looks amazing. It's, it's so much fun. There's so many things to do. I could just spend hours just, you know, exploring and doing side quests and everything. I mean, it's just expansive, especially just on the handheld screen. It looks gorgeous. Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It, it, they really took a lot of the, the, the best elements of the Zelda game, put it all together and, and made something uh, really unique. And, and the one big thing that I really love about it is that there's no one way to do certain things. You know, there's um, there's one uh, uh, shrine, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but essentially I tried to figure out what to do, and I found what I thought was kind of a creative solution. I don't know if it was the right way or not, but I did it. Then I watched my wife play that one later in, in her copy of the game, and she's trying to think of what to do, and she discovers, you know, something. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And I'm like, is that going to work? And it worked for her. So we both accomplished it in two completely different ways. 
but it, it was great. And I love that about the game is that there's that, that freedom, that flexibility with it. And it's, it's so cool. I, I'm loving it. What about you, Steve? Yeah. Um, my eyes probably tell the story. Um, I have not <laughs> much lately. Um, and I, and I feel like I put so much time in this game. I should be close to the end by now. I'm not even nearly close to the game, uh, end of the game right now. I've still got three hearts. Um, I increased my stamina one time. Um, I can get another heart or increase my stamina one more time, but I've got so much, you know, some more and everything, but I've got so much to do still. And, and like you said, like there's so much extra that you can do. And I, I saw a lot of times I feel, I feel guilty um, because I know like, you know, Zelda's waiting over there for me. Um, yet I'm just like, but I gotta get, I gotta help this guy with this thing. Um, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll go destroy Ganon eventually, but, but right now I need to go help this, this other lady, uh, find this thing. I need to help this kid find a carrot and I need to like, like all these side quests that I'm like, I gotta get back to the main game. I gotta, I gotta save Hyrule, but all this other cool stuff to do. Um, and there's so much to explore. I mean, the great plane itself is huge. Um, and and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you open up to the rest of the world. I'm just like, whoa, it's this is really large and expansive. And and I've probably only, you know, scratched the surface of it so far. And um, unfortunately, the uh, Nintendo um, Switch has no uh, game log, so I can't tell you exactly how many hours I played because I haven't, um, I guess, installed until you install the parental controls. But um, but I can't tell you exactly how many. But I'm pretty sure it's 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 a lot. I'll just say that. I don't even want to try to guess how many hours I put into it. Um, the other thing I would say is uh, this has probably been the first game that my um, my wife is a very casual gamer, uh, but she this is the first time that I've been playing a game and she sat down on the couch and like wanted to know what was going on because um, the story like it, as soon as you you know get more into the story and then you see the more cutscenes and everything and tells you more what's going on. Um, she sat down, she's like, she was in the kitchen or whatever. And like, she walks back in the, and she like sat down on the, sat down on the couch and like wanted to hear what was going on in the story. Cause it was so compelling. Um, so that, that was pretty cool as well. So that we could kind of enjoy it together. You know, she was, you know, talking to me as I was playing she's like, why don't you try this? Or what's over there? What's, who's that person? What's going on here? So that was, that was a really cool uh, moment to, to be able to draw in my pretty much non-gamer, you know, at least the casual gamer wife into the series is, uh, is pretty cool. Nice. Cool. What about you, Greg? Can't say I've uh, even downloaded the update for Breath of the Wild. So, <laughs> um, I just have my brother's feedback that he's like, "Oh, these travelers are like attacking me, and oh, this guy wants me to do this, and like I've already found like five towers, and now I want your Link amiibo so I can get Epona." <laughs> so, like. He's like all over the place. He's like, oh, I did like 15 shrines and got this, and I'm like, well, I don't know because I don't haven't even haven't <laughs> wake up yet. <laughs> he's still sleeping. <laughs> uh, well, he slept for a hundred years. What's a couple more, you know, days or so, right? <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in for a treat once you uh, once you truly get started. Um, what about you, Barry? What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I've been waiting for this game for ever now and i remember a couple podcasts ago not a couple a couple years ago in, in our podcast we were talking about the next game of the year and i'm like oh it's gonna be so tough we got 
you know, the new Zelda coming out and Xenoblade Chronicles X, and oh my god, this is going to be such a tough choice for me. And obviously, Zelda didn't come out, Xenoblade did, Xenoblade easily won for me. But I can tell you, just in, in the short amount of time I played, like, as awesome as Xenoblade X is, like, Breath of the Wild just blows it out of the water. Like, it wouldn't even be close. Like, playing it, it's just, it's just like that feeling I haven't experienced since Link's Awakening. Like, I did a little bit with Ocarina of Time when that came out just at the beginning, but the original Zelda 2, <clears throat> Link to the Past, and Link's Awakening all have that really good explorative to it in that time. And then that early time, you know, the 80s to 94, it just, it was that wonder. And this is the first game that brought me back to being a young kid, waking up early on a Saturday morning at 7 o'clock before my parents get up, turning on the TV, pulling out my, my grid map, on my graph paper and just start drawing and exploring and going the entire day and doing nothing but discovering one bush that I was able to burn and get 50 <laughs> rupees. And my day was accomplished. Like, Oh my God, this, this day was fantastic. Cause I went on this adventure and that's what this game harkens to. Like I'm, I'm pr- I only spent Saturday, Sunday and a little bit today, but I'm probably 20 hours into it or more. Like, like I've got, 28 shrines and I've got one of the dungeons done and I'm just exploring and I found myself spending three hours yesterday just climbing mountains seeing what I couldn't see and paragliding from mountaintop to mountaintop and just exploring and I realized I didn't accomplish anything I didn't find a single item I didn't find a single you know shrine nothing but I had fun and it was like a kid again just exploring and it's so great and one of the interesting things with the first Zelda when it came out there was no internet so you went to school and you had the, the book and the manual with you and you were reading it and you were talking, oh, did you discover where World 7 was? And you know, like talking with your friends. Like I called up my friend on Sunday. I said, hey, how are you enjoying it? And he's like, oh, you know, I did all this stuff in the Great Plateau and blah, blah, I found this and found this. Oh, I fought the rock monster that they showed in the demo. I'm like, you know, I never fought that rock monster. I didn't get this and this and this and this. And I realized like everyone's tackling it on their own accord we're all going to miss stuff we're all going to tackle things in different orders and i think that's so like that's what zelda needed like uh what you call it a link between worlds was great and it was hey this is a sort of breath of fresh air where you could just tackle the dungeons in any way but this is something on a whole new level this is like the one thing that worries me about this game is that where do you go from here? Like, it almost seems impossible for the next Zelda game to live up to any form of hype that this game rightfully delivers on. Because it just, it just, I don't know how. Like, people thought the same thing about Ocarina of Time. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, so well, okay. The, the smart and people thought the same thing. No. <laughs> The o- Ocarina of Time was a good game. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I, I got it at launch. I had a blast with it. It was great seeing Zelda in 3D. Fighting Goma for the first time was, oh, my God, I have to call everybody I know. Oh, my God, I just fought Goma in 3D. But it it was a little bit more restrictive than the earlier Zelda. It's still, you had a set pattern, which which is something that A Link to the Past started with. The original Zelda didn't have that. You could go into World 3 before 1. You could go into World you know, 7. You know, like you could just find these if you knew where to go. But it, it had that mystery aura. Like Zelda 1, every 
tile had a hidden in it, like level in it, like a hidden staircase. Some were bad where, you know, you broke down my door, pay me money. Um, but a lot of them were good. And like as a kid, you would get like the blue candle, which you can only use once per screen. And I would go and burn a bush, nope, leave screen, come back, burn a bush, nope, leave screen. Like something I would never do today, but like that was the aura and mystery of it. Like you wanted to find these secrets that so many games nowadays just they don't care. Like there's too many games, not enough time, I don't care. Zelda's like that one thing where it's like, screw everything else. I have all the time in the world. I will make the time in the world. I have to discover everything. Yeah, it's it's like you you definitely can tell like why this game took so long to make now. Oh yeah. Oh god. Like, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot to it, definitely, and I think that just kind of even that that doesn't even scratch the surface. I don't think like there's there's just so much more to it. I think, um, and uh, it'll be interesting to to discuss it in, in detail on the uh, on the discussion show. So definitely stay tuned. If you're not subscribed already, subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Nintendo Fuse hit that subscribe button and get ready for some really cool discussions. Where we're going to talk more in depth on Zelda, but as you can already tell, it's the winner. Definitely. So um, briefly, I want to kind of just go around again and then just say just a brief summary of any of the other games that you've been playing, basically for switch for me, it's uh, super Bomberman R um, and haven't played it too much because Zelda, um, but uh I played a little bit on my own and then played some uh, online multiplayer with uh, Steve and Barry, and I'm sure they'll kind of talk about it as well. But uh, that lag, man, it's just, it's, it's painful. It's painful. We, we kind of, uh, by the way, we, um, we got to um, beta test the, uh, the voice chat feature. Um, it, was, it was pretty great. We basically took our phones and we talked to each other, you know, using just like a voice chat is. Uh, there's this, this app that we use, actually. Um, I guess the difference is it's called Skype. I don't know if you've heard of it versus whatever Nintendo is going to release, but you know, basically the same thing. So uh, that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was Super Bomberman R and the voice chat uh, feature or whatever. Um, <laughs> what about you, Steve? What else have you been playing? Uh, yeah, as you said, we played Super Bomberman R. Um, yeah. It's incredibly anime-like, um, at least the single player. Um, I was kind of not expecting it. Um, it's kind of out there. Um, I'll just say that. But, um, yeah, the voice acting is kind of weird. But um, it's, I don't know, I think that game and uh, a couple of other games, that um, that one and one 2 switch, I think it's just, I just wish they were cheaper, I think, in the, in the end, because they're, they're fun, you know, the you know, little bit I played of, of both of them. Um, but I just don't know if there's much, really much content there. Um, and if they don't fix the, the online, ugh, um, it's, it's going to ruin some stuff. Um, I also spent some time with, uh, Sniffer Clips and, uh, that was definitely fun. That was a cheaper, uh, price. I think $20 is definitely a good price for that game. Um, play with my wife and, uh, and yeah, the challenge ramps up and it was fun. To, to play and try to figure out like okay what are we supposed to do on this one all right you try this i'll try that okay that's not working let's try something new and uh it was definitely it was fun but it was it was challenging our minds as well and uh so yeah we we enjoyed um playing super close too 
Uh, what about you, Greg? I think my sole experience has mostly been with uh, Bomberman. Um, there's only five worlds. So it's like eight levels per world, and then there's like a normal like kind of like one-on-one boss fight, and then there's like the really large boss fight that was kind of similar to Super Bomberman if you played it on the Super Nintendo. Um, that was one of my favorite games on the Super Nintendo, so that was kind of great to see they brought that file and format back. So um, right now I'm on the end boss of the story mode. So hopefully I can take him down in the next day or two. It's been a lot of fun. I really like the story mode overall. I don't really like the power-ups that lower your abilities because it basically just takes away potential gems, especially if you miss the arrows. But it's like, hey, this is reducing your roller skates or reducing your total number of bombs or making your bomb blast smaller than what it should be. So didn't really care for that kind of stuff. But overall, it's been pretty fun. I was thing right before the podcast started i did one rank battle i lost it was kind of interesting but i didn't see any lag when i played that way so i don't know if it was just based on one of your guys' connection or something like that but i didn't have any sort of lag it was pretty smooth sailing for me but yeah it's, it's so definitely hit and miss yeah yeah but it's been pretty fun for the most part. I know Konami did address that they are going to try and fix the lag and stuff, so they obviously know it is an issue, but I didn't experience it in my team matches that I did so far. This morning I started playing Shovel Knight. It's uh, very much like the original one on Wii U, so I did start with Spectre's Torment, which was really neat. I really liked the way they went about with that. It's, it's a brand new way to play the, some of the same levels that you played in the original one. Cool. And what about you, Barry? Um, <clears throat> yeah, Bomberman. Uh, I don't mind the anime, uh, simply because Bomberman has had anime before. There was one called Bomberman Jetters, uh, which ties in with the uh, the GameCube game or PS2 if you lived in Japan as well. Um, Bomberman Generation was cel shaded. You know, Bomberman. Let, let, let me be clear. I don't mind it either. I just I think it's a little weird. But, uh, <laughs> nothing nothing against think, anime fans out there at all. Like, it's fine. It's part of Bomberman's history, and I don't mind the anime aspect, especially compared to the horrible Act Zero uh, reboot thing that they did that shall never be mentioned again. But uh, single player is definitely uh, interesting. I'm... I, I kind of miss the, the more 3D world that 64 and six, uh, 64 Second Attack and Generations and Jetters did. I know some people prefer the grid only. Um, I like them both. Um, battle mode, single player battle mode is tough. Like the even on the, the weakest difficulties, the CPU. I don't know if it was you know just trying to get used to it, but the CPU was just kicking our butt. I was like, what the heck? The CPU is insane. Like, like then there's no, there's like some some emissions which are weird. No sliders, no item choose. You know what you want items, certain items on and off. Um, but overall, it's fun. As for online, um, I will say that the preview of Nintendo's voice chat was very well done. Um, as for the game itself, it was almost more fun to discuss about how bad the lag was. <laughs> and it, it didn't become a game of strategically trying to kill other people. It became a more strategic game of surviving the lag and not blowing yourself up. 
So if that's what they were going for, they hit the you know ball out of the park. That was amazing. Um, I also did a one-two switch. Uh, my wife and I did all the games there. Uh, some are great. Some are not so great. Um, it kind of sucks that it's a two-plus player game. It's weird for games to come out now and then don't have single player at all. I know Snipperclips is one of those, too. Uh, it's just weird because, you know, some people don't have somebody to play with. They're not all the time. They just want to pick up and play. And I think it limits uh, the accessibility of the game. Uh, it's fun. Uh, certain things like the ball, like feeling the balls moving in your – is amazing. Like, oh, my God, it's so cool. Uh, yeah. And even, like, shaving thing, like, you know, it's like with the sound and the vibration, it just it worked. Um, others, not so much. I actually like baseball. I know some people don't didn't like baseball. I thought baseball was really well done. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a good game. It's a good party game. It definitely uh, is more expensive than it should be. It would be great if it was a pack-in. Uh, I'll probably be doing a review of it, so I'll talk more about that plus in game discussion. Um, but, yeah, it uh, those are what I played. I, I need to start I Am Satuna. I haven't yet because of Zelda and life and what little time I do get to play. I, I got to do Zelda. Like, five years waiting, just drawing me in. Like, no, you will go on. Yeah, that's kind of my approach. Is like, there's always going to be time for it. So I'm suffering now, but it'll be worth it once I get to it. I've already waited right. so many years for it already with the another week or so just to play a couple quicker games. I, I, I suffered. My suffering was getting this Wednesday and refusing to play it until the Switch version on Friday. That was my two days of suffering. No more. <laughs> that's that's some self-restraint right there. I would have popped it out right the minute I got it. I don't know if you can see. It's still sealed. I did not do it. That's for that little crack yeah, on the yeah. top that you didn't show it. <laughs> you slid it out of the top and put it back in the wrap. It's still sealed there. There you go. Boom. Don't let us. He he has a shrink wrap machine at his, at his place. Like, <laughs> that's why he has still has a virtual boy in shrink wrap. I think. Right? Actually, actually, <laughs> shrink wrap is different than wifold. This, my friend, is wifold. Uh-huh. Oh, so that he knows more about it. He's not <laughs> yeah. I don't even know there was a difference. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is this is shrink wrap. I'll show you shrink wrap. This is shrink wrap right here. You see, there's no white fold. It is simply just shrink wrap. There, there is a difference. More shrink wrap know. also gets you this really crappy stuff in the bottom where, like, uh, you, you cut it off and it bubbles up and it's. it's all about the details there, like like Justin was saying, that, the little things. And uh, and we found out that Barry can do both. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> If you want your like new game to be sealed, send it over to Barry. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that kind of uh, you know that that sort of gives you an idea of all the different games in the chat room. I just want to mention uh, Roth said uh, Bomberman's always lots of fun in multiplayer, but Konami needs to fix that input lag. Also, the new Blaster Master is good from what I've seen. Um, so good stuff out there. Um, Definitely check it out. So that that kind of uh, you know wraps up our, our discussion of the Nintendo Switch launch. Um, Before we jump, I, I just thought of this, and I, I don't know why it didn't hit me already. So I apologize if I'm like late to the game. 
but we were talking about like game of the year like sort of thing and obviously i think zelda is going to be you know competing for that but then i just realized like we're going to have super mario odyssey out this year as well and we're going to have splatoon 2 and we're going to have mario kart 8 deluxe like i don't know what i'm like i think but i haven't played those other ones they're going to be fantastic games as well all within the same year what about xenoblade 2 what oh, about yeah. Skyrim? Skyrim. Oh. And Fire Emblem People Warriors. Saying things they don't have any games. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a interesting... For once, we'll actually have... Well, at least me. I'll actually have games that I've played for the Game of the Year podcast. <laughs> so that'll be exciting. Um, but yeah, we no, one filled out too, right? <laughs> uh... uh <laughs> I might have to skip that category for me. Um, can I put Breath of the Wild again for Wii U, even though I'm not going to play it? I just know from the Switch version. I mean, right? It's it's the um, Wii U game this year. Yeah, there's a few Wii U games actually. Uh, Dark Siders is, is coming out, uh, and uh, Axe and Verge is getting a physical, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah, all those the uh, those indies like sixty over sixty in indies that are coming like that's just ridiculous. Like, and a lot of them look really, really good, too. Yeah. Runner 3, uh, Switch exclusive. I'm excited about that. There's there's a lot of stuff, like, coming. There's, yeah, it's it's definitely, definitely exciting. Um, so, lots to look forward to. And, and we're going to use this this podcast to, to kind of have those discussions about the, the big topics and, and really get into it. Um, so, each little, you know, show that we have will kind of have its own focus and, and hopefully the goal is to kind of set this on a more regular schedule as well. Um, and if anything else big comes up, we'll hop on and, and do another podcast. So that way you guys can, can really keep up to date with, uh, with, with our discussions and everything too. So definitely be on the lookout for, uh, for that. Based um, the Nintendo Direct that will be announced, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And as is tradition, tomorrow, right? like any, you know, Nintendo Direct is probably going to be coming up pretty soon. So we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, Anyways, guys, check out uh, NintendoFuse.com. Check out the, uh, the the new redesign and everything. Stay tuned. Lots of great content. The discussion show that will be starting up soon as well. Lots of good stuff on the way. And enjoy the Nintendo Switch if you have it. If you don't, then save up and get it because it's, it's pretty cool. Um, Impact these content coming this weekend. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's Definitely. And there's, like, for once over the last several years, there's a ton of Nintendo content at Pack Feast this year. I'm going to be running around like crazy. Uh, this weekend, instead of usually just you know, kept checking out a couple games and then um, chilling in the handheld lounge, um, I'm actually going to be pretty busy, you know, trying to cover all that. So uh, make sure you do subscribe um, to get all that content. Awesome! That'll be that'll be really exciting to see uh, see what they have there. Definitely. So check it out, guys, um, and shout out to everybody that was in the chat as well as always. Um, so it uh, looks like uh, Roth, I think, will be at PAX East as well. He says, look forward to playing lots of the Nindies at PAX East. So um, he'll be there as well. Uh, thank you guys for, for listening and watching. And uh, we'll see you later. See ya. All right. See ya.